From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. And we are back today is Wednesday, also known as the Camel Day, also known as Richard Day, after our esteemed host, Flying Richard. I'm not calling him a camel, even though his head kind of looks like a hump on a camel's back. But, yes, if you don't have one of these, these is the United States Constitution. I highly, highly recommend that you guys read this front to back. I was watching the hearings today and what i realized is a lot of the people the red flag hearings in congress a lot of those guys don't understand what this is all about and don't understand anything that's in here and that is really really scary we are brought to you by the one the only jsd supply jsd supply makes crap like this this is actually flying rich's slide by the way that's going to flying rich they sell these they sell these two. This this is the their their MUP one. It's a Sig P320, and we are brought to you by JSD Supply, and that's who makes all that stuff. I think I already said that. But we are also brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. It is not a pump and dump. I've been buying it and supporting the project. For many years now, and I actually use it. I bought some body armor and a bunch of other stuff. Go to tough.network for more information and enjoy the revolution. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet! With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. In fact, I bought a few of these from AMP80. We're going to be doing some giveaways with some stuff pretty soon once we hit 15,000 subs on the Junk Up News channel, which will be probably coming up soon since I have Hunter Biden's laptop hard drive and i've been going through it pretty exciting stuff but we are also brought to you by black swan tactical which i own and i got this hat and you can buy stuff like uh the flying rich patch pretty cool right flying rich actually we sold one today which is amazing because it's riches every time somebody buys one it just crushes its sight but check it out at black swan tactical tactical.com Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. 
And if you're wondering why it says Raj Frame on there, that is Roger Frame. If you want to know where Black Swan Tactical got its name from and Black Swan Media Group, it came from Roger. He was the original partner in Black Swan Media Group before uh, some stuff happened in life. He got a little bit sick, but we are praying for him. And Roger, I know you'll make a full recovery. We'll be out on your range shooting before you know it. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. Now that we got all that out of the way, let me bring on Rich. And uh, let me actually bring on Matt first. I'm going to let Rich sit back there. And I got He's holding up a constitution and his arm must be getting tired because he's been holding it up for a long time. So I just want to see how long you hold it up back there. All right, he put it down. All right, there you go. Oh, we all have constitution. That is not something there. All right, let me start with Rick because he is my co-host. How are you doing, Rich? Good, good. Work my tail off here. I bet you are doing nothing. You might be seeing Rick in maybe the New York Post pretty soon. Yeah, with Hunter's laptop. I mean, no, I, I don't no, have no, that. that's me. And we have the masked man himself. Yeah, I was trying to be funny, but I'm dying behind this mask. Oh, I no, I, that's why I was letting you sit there with it on. Yeah, I'm see how long you go sit there with it on. <laughs> got our got our new meet the pressers uh, masks. Yeah. And when I when you fly, because you know when you fly, you got to wear a mask. So I figured I'd I'd do it in style. Yeah, don't don't troll the troll. Uh, first if time I, on John Crump Live. Welcome. You think it'd be okay to wear like a uh, was it Guy Fox mask if you fly? You know what? I'm wearing. You Let's know, I, I, I get this happy face mask that I I, I wear. And it's just a giant happy face. Or I'm gonna wear one of the ones for the purge with the lights up. Oh. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, I figured as much. When I said that, he lit up and he was reaching for something. So I, I figured it had to be had to be that. You know, we saw let's go, Brandon's shirts on Black Swan Tactical. Really? Oh yeah, in mugs too. Everyone likes the mugs. The mugs are just like so simple and so easy to do that there's, you know. I, I don't know. Mugs are pretty pretty cool. I, I don't know. Um, this is my let's go, Brandon mug. I'll just show it to you. Just so you know. See ya. Okay, here we go. The let's go, Brandon Mug. <laughs> yeah, oh, LGBT funny. team. Oh, I'm cool with that. I don't care. I don't think you're gonna find anyone. Oh, it's that cares. let's go, Brandon team. No, no, somebody in the chat pit. L- yeah, I don't know if they're trying to troll or what. But they don't realize. No, that. it's we, let's we go, actually... LG. Let's go, Brandon oh. team. Oh, LGBT. I thought they were trying to say, "Oh, I'm LGBT." That's creative. And I'm like, "Well, yeah." I was like, we have people on all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, let me find the "Let's Go Brandon" shirt. Uh, here it is. Why? Is it? I gotta change this, man. I accidentally raised the price. Um, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's gonna go on sale. Get it now. That's like the no, it's gonna go on sale because it's like for some reason it's higher than what I want it to be. I want it to be 20. It's gonna be on sale. Don't buy it right now. I'm going to uh lower it down to uh 27.99. Sorry, I wasn't on yesterday, I was a little bit under the weather. Uh, I'm still under the weather today, but I'm struggling through because I love you so much about it. Well, you know, that's why I did wear a mask. I, I heard that you were infectious. 
Wait. Yeah, well, you can get computer viruses, so you might be able to get it through there. Right. Very true. Yeah. So, so you're you're into the investing thing with uh, Tusk and whatnot. What? Um... Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm big in the Tusk. Um, I actually believe in it. There's a lot of cryptos you have to be very concerned about because there's a lot of pumping up out there mm -hmm. and rug pulls. Uh, Tusk is not one of them. Uh, it's not the Rona, Roger. Tusk is not one of them. It's not one of these ones where they say, "Oh, you're gonna make you rich." Uh, it's not gonna make you rich. Um, it the the reason for Tusk is to use it to buy firearms and firearm stuff um yeah. online it, it's meant to be used it's not meant to be held like an investment it's not like digital gold right. and with a lot of rug pulls and pump and dumps you see people oh you know this is gonna 10x over the next year which is usually if anybody tells you a crypto is gonna 10x it's gonna crash you know if somebody jumps in on the show and they've never heard it before and they just hear you say rug pulls and pump and dumps they're gonna think it's a different type of show I, yeah you, you might but we we actually talk about we, we actually talk about it a lot um uh the guy who uh the founder of tusk rob mcneely he's uh big into crypto we have him on the show a lot cool. um and we always discuss like different rug pulls and pump and dumps and stuff like that so my audience is probably pretty familiar with it like the, the like the like the like the save the kids uh oh yeah, yeah, that was the, a bad one. The the uh the the million token, whatever it was, there's tons of them. Every day there's more pump and dumps. Yeah. Surprisingly with Deutschcoin, right? Doggy coin or whatever. Doge, yeah. Did, Doge. Yeah, Doge, I don't think it's a pump and dump. Yeah, I got twenty eight hundred shares in it, so hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't uh, I don't think I don't think you have to worry about I, I got Alan Powell. I, I, I googled rug pull, pump and dump, and now I'm on a list. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Patreon member Alan Powell. There you go. That's awesome. Thank you, Alan. I want to give you a. Uh... And by the way, you know I got a lot of I got hairy legs. <laughs> well, that's for you. All right. So what's up, man? Uh, you wanted to come on and talk about 80s versus indies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that the accidental discharge, a lot of people would say accident was an accident. When I was a kid, actually, one of my friend's father shot a hole through the living room ceiling with a shotgun trying to clean it, you know, and, and that kind of stuck with me as a kid. And it was, you know, it was always, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was an accident. I didn't, nobody got hurt. Well, I'm going to pull back the curtain. If you notice, I used 80s and I used Indies mm -hmm. in, in that story. Yeah. And there's a reason why I switched back and forth from doing it. And this is pull uh, like all of them are indies, but SEO mm. search engine optimization keywording. Smart man. So that's why. Cool. I, I went back and forth. So good. Well, that's good, that, man. That's you know, it's funny. I had a, a conversation with Pincus a, a while back as far as calling instead of calling them active shooters, I call them active killers because I don't care what they're using. Yeah, they could be right, hammers, whatever. Right. I mean, they're trying to kill people. And we're, we don't want to focus on the shooting aspect because, you know, guns get a bad rap. Uh, but he made a good point, kind of like that, in the sense that it's it's not as mainstream and SEO and stuff's not going to pick it up if you say active killer versus active shooter. Yeah, you, you, you want to get the information out there. So it's yep. kind of like a balancing act. Um, yeah. But it, it just the way the Internet works, you have to adapt or, you, or you, no one's going to find your stuff. For sure. How's the article coming? I'm going to get a lot of uh, traction on it. A lot of hate mail. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I actually 
don't read the comments. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's smart. Yeah, because there's so many trolls out there. I mean, uh -huh. whatever. I, I, I stay out of the comments of my articles, at least. Um, and plus, I have so many articles that come out that is just... You mean all the effort I put into trolling your articles you've never even read? No. If anybody wants to get in contact with me, they have my email. And people do email me all the time. I get, like, I get a bunch of emails every day, and I try to respond to all of them. Um, but most of them aren't trolls. Most of them are, you know, asking questions or, you know, have a point of view they want to share with me. And I'm always open to people's different points of views. Like sure. a lot of people think I went easy on, uh, on, on Baldwin. They, they think I should have concentrated more on just Baldwin and like, you know, his irresponsibility. But... I, uh, I'm no fan of Baldwin. And if I wrote an article, it'd probably be really bad. Uh, so I, I think you did an excellent job because you just stay to the facts, stay to what we knew. You didn't, you know, no conjecture, none of that. Yeah, I try, I try to uh, avoid that in my articles. So I try to be as natural as possible most of the time. And, and nobody else talked about the victim. And, and you gave a good background and history on the victim and, you know, who she was. So that, that, that was really good. I have no idea, Roger, what the hell you mean. But that's okay. <laughs> what do you say? He, I'll put it up there. Roger's a great guy. I love the dude. He's like a bro. He he's literally like a brother to me. The um, uh, the trolls. So some of the trolls you see: uh, diving rich, digging rich, COVID uh, rich. Right? All those are your those your uh, alias, your pseudonyms. There, flying rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kamikaze <laughs> rich, crashing rich. You know what's really funny? People don't troll me on my channel. They troll rich. Yes. Really? Oh, no, I'm dead serious. Yeah. But I, I think, John, you started that because I've never been this badly trolled in my YouTube career. <laughs> you started trolling them and now everyone trolls them with the same jokes. Yeah. It's the same joke every time. I'm proud of myself. Well, you kind of set yourself up for it, man. <laughs> hey, Matt, have you ever flown an airplane? I have. Have you ever crashed into a house with an airplane? I have not. How about hitting a car, getting in a car accident while flying an airplane? That's an expensive mistake. I have not. Okay. Well, that's why we call him Crashing Rich. Gotcha. That's all I'm going to say. Well, well, we're not going to go too much into that, but. <laughs> I mean, mine were small planes. Cessna 182, 172, you know. Oh, okay. But... Yeah. Okay, uh, raise your hand if you've if you've hit more than one house in an airplane. <laughs> more than one house? Yes. Well, it was one event. One event? He flew through two houses. Event. You didn't have enough for the first time around? You had to do a circle back? You're a circle back sake now, I see. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> it hit the roof of one house and slid into another. Ah, gotcha. Okay, uh, Drew Bradley only trolls on Tuesdays, <laughs> but I still own Amazon. That is true, and I am now installing rocket launchers on the Amazon drones. Jeez, you guys yeah, have anything delivered with Amazon? Uh, dude, I get Amazon uh, the drones. No, I I don't know. I haven't had a drone or a or a robot come yet. It's target practice. They come on my property. You got to fire a net because the drone might be handy. Get one of the drones and sell it to me because I like drones. Yeah, drones are cool. 
But no, when they first started that out, I literally had them calling me, asking me, you know, for the address or asking me for directions. I'm like, don't you have a GPS? I mean, just punch into the GPS. It's pretty easy. That'll take you right to the driveway. I couldn't believe it. It was like twice, two, three times when they first started kicking off their own delivery. delivery no, you're, you're upstate New York, right? Oh, shoot. Now I'm rich. Now I'm going to have to kill you. You can't let that oh, okay. out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'm upstate near Syracuse. Uh, okay. I, I just talked to a, a New York Post guy today. He wants to find someone in uh, New York that builds 80% firearms. Really? Yeah. I build them, but I don't like giving them away or selling them. No, I you just want to ask questions. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, send them my way. I can talk to him about the legalities of it with the new uh, edict from the Attorney General. Yeah, that's what he's doing a story on. Um uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you his number. Um, he said just have whoever call him. Um, yeah, I'd love to help. Yeah, actually, I don't know where my damn phone is. I'll get it to you. I'll send That's it to Facebook or whatnot. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's let's talk about Alec Baldwin, and we can yeah. talk about the New York Eat It. So York you hit me up today, and you I wanted did. to talk about Alec Baldwin, and luckily our guest canceled today. Fitting. It's kismet, my friend. <laughs> oh, if, if you want to say he canceled, you can have that reality. Okay. Well, what happened? Just never uh, responded. It, no, no. He, he just responded late. But we're we're going to reschedule. Okay. My luck. There you go. So I, I just got a message. I guess they're saying uh, forty-five Colt pistol. I don't know if you heard that already. Yeah, they not was not thoroughly checked before giving it to actor Baldwin. Didn't we kind of already know that? Yeah, they were they were shooting at bear cans earlier yeah. on in the day with it. Yeah, in between in between sets or something, right? Holy yeah. Christmas. Yeah, then what? they put it down then they put it down on the uh cart without wow. it. So live ammo somewhere on the set they're shooting beer cans. Yeah. And I think part of that, just just thinking of somebody like she's in her twenties, the armor was in her twenties or is in her twenties. Well, she got the dad. She got the she got the job through her dad. Um, yeah. Like well, regar- really early. Regardless, I, I mean, at her age, you think that's probably part of it is that she was she was uh, trying to make a name for herself. Probably didn't want to ruffle feathers, and the actors probably maybe took advantage of it. I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm I'm thinking like, how could something like that happen? Like me, I, I'd be like, hell no, get the hell out, of, get off my set, get away from you know, don't be here with the ammo. Da 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 da. Well, I, I read I, a I quote thought... attributed to her, and it was like, yeah, it's kind of confusing. I don't understand which one's a blank and which one's not. I was like, what? Yeah, daddy, daddy helped her. That's scary. That's I'm sad. I'm hoping that's not true. I'm just uh, no, that is true. She said it on the podcast. Oh Lord, help us! Oh uh, well, an- another thing is I talked to somebody directly in the firearms uh, who d- who does this for a living, right? Um, and it, it's the it's I talked to the head armorer of all the Marvel movies. Nice. So, and uh, he also did the Matrix movies. Oh wow. So, so he, he he knows what the hell he's doing. He's like the top armorer. If if you want an armorer that knows what the hell they're doing, mm-hmm. that is the guy to go to. So I asked him, uh, like, what's the procedure, right? Um, and 
his answer was that no one should be touching that gun. That the armorer should check the gun, and the head armorer is the only one, according to policy, and this is the way it does. They're the only ones that's supposed to be handing handling that gun before they hand it to the actor. And that wasn't the case. The AD, which has also um, been in trouble for uh, not having safety meetings about firearms and had some other firearms violations on the sets in the past, was the one who handed the gun and said, it's cold. Hmm. And Alec Baldwin was supposed to check. And if you watch the behind the scenes of the John Wick movies, which I did, every time they handed, you see the armor come up and hand Keanu Reeves the gun. First thing he does is, Releases the magazine, pulls back, hits the magazine back in. And I I watched uh, uh, I watched the behind the scenes of the Bad Boy movies mm-hmm. just to see if I could see anything like that. Because this is what I did. Um, I, I watched it to see if I could find stuff. I only did Bad Boys and and John Wick. And the behind the scenes of the Bad Boys, you see him hand the gun to Will Smith. He, you know, you see the guy check it in front of Will Smith. Hand it to Will Smith. Will Smith checks it and Ray, goes. Uh, um, just... Rich, me? sorry. Um, so, <laughs> Rich is watching other people's streams as we were streaming. So right. I, I see that, and by hearing what this guy is doing, it's. Are you just taking a picture? No, I was going to, but my camera's in the way. So no. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to do a screenshot. But uh, if you look. That's what's supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, we, in the article that I'm writing, it's uh, three, three different categories, if you will, of guns. You've got act, live guns, real guns. You've got fake guns, um, which could be anything from BB guns to basically whatever's not classified as a gun underneath ATF. I mean, it could be BB guns, paintball guns, blue guns, cert guns, whatever. And then that third category is real guns that have been, that are being used in situations where you'd use non-lethal um, training ammunition or you'd use blanks or something like that where the possibility is there and with that safety rules are being negated purposely so you have to have protocols in place and those protocols cannot be negated because if they are crap like this happens yeah you, you don't go around uh you don't go around. larry zanoff is the guy i talked to so if you have when i pull up his imdb you can you can see it's quite extensive of the movies he worked on and he was just like, no, it's just not the way it's done. He didn't. I, he didn't really want to comment on well issues, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I was gonna have um, Max Martini. I was gonna have him come on, and we we're gonna talk about it. But uh, Michael Bain's gonna come on. We're gonna sit down, chit chat about it. Michael Bay? Oh my God! Michael Bain. Michael Bay? Transformers? Michael, Michael Bain. I, I know Bay. Tell him I love his Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean so there was what a lot of people get, don't get is that movie prop guns are freaking real guns usually yeah right prop and does not mean fake prop means true. being used on a movie set yep yeah i think that gets lost on a lot of people for sure well i think the writers have no clue what they're talking about for the most part you know present company accepted that they heard the word prop gun that it's a prop in the movie not understanding that this is the real deal mm-hmm. and you know you load live ammo in it it fires and works yeah 
Yeah, I don't think that, I mean, even those sa the safety rules and everything, in that sense, they, they negate them, you know. Just like I've seen, um, I think John uh, Petrolino just did an article regarding the safety of fake guns, training guns, blue guns, certs, and stuff like that, not pointing them at your students. Because there's a lot, we see that with instructors out there, and there's a time and a place for it. There's a time and a place to point real guns if we're doing like UTM, force on force training, or a prop gun like this in a movie. And then there's times that you don't like what purpose for a new, new class of students that are sitting in front of me to get their pistol license in New York state. What purpose does it for me to point that blue gun even at them? Mm -hmm. or I'm not going to point a real gun at them, whether it's loaded or unloaded. So am I, am I making them feel like, well, it's okay if I point right. blue gun at somebody it's they're too new. They can't, they, they can't even master finger discipline and muzzle control. Now I want them to go home and, and tell the difference between if it's safe to point a gun at somebody or if it's not. No, it's pretty much simple. If they're trying to kill you, cause you death or great bodily harm, point a real gun at them. Other than that, don't point a gun at somebody. Right. right? And then as they master that muzzle, finger, and all that stuff, and they move in and start doing mar martial arts, military, law enforcement, that kind of stuff, force on force, right, <clears throat> close quarter battle, then, right, under controlled situations, then you can maybe point a blue gun or assert at somebody. But even that, a, a cert can hurt somebody's eyes. A blue gun finger on the trigger, and you go to disarm them from it, you could break their finger. You know? Yeah. So there's, there's protocols. You got to have those protocols. And, and unfortunately, in this situation, those protocols bad, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, I heard. Oh, I was talking to a guy from the New York Post. So I'm really hurt. And his question was, you know, I said I don't believe in gun laws. You know. He's like, well, what happens if someone goes on the building, the top of a building in New York City, and starts firing the gun into building? I'm like, uh, no, I'm not for that. What the hell? He's like, but you said you're not for gun laws. He's like, yeah, that's but not a gun law. <laughs> you know, you're gonna kill someone. You gotta go through a wall. It's like, I when I say I'm not for gun restrictions, that doesn't mean I believe that right. you should be able to pull out a gun and shoot into other people's houses and homes lamb based everybody that's ridiculous i mean it's just common sense it's like saying well i'm not for uh, rules of the road so am i going to drive down the sidewalk with a car no <laughs> it, it wasn't a great analogy but you, you get the point it's yeah. like some of the stuff that they they well know. it's you know whether however you take a life and if the tool that you used was a firearm it, it doesn't make it any different that's it we, we had a shooting and uh, I was on Facebook with like my graduating high school class and the people were all going nuts over the latest shooting. And I said, more kids die in swimming pools, you know, more kids under the age of 18 that aren't gang members die in swimming pools every year. Are you worried about that? Are you upset about that? What are you going to do about that? They're like, uh, but this was a gun. I'm like, oh, so the method of taking their life yeah. is what matters. Yeah. You well, don't care that the pools are more lethal. Right. And that we shouldn't have education, laws, fences, whatever, regulations regulating that. But uh, because it's a swimming pool, it's okay. Yeah, one of the things that I always like to bring up, and this is interesting, is I was talking to, I always talk to people, and they're like, well, you know, the, but AR-15s, they kill so many people. I was like, so you want to ban bed sheets? And they're like, why would I ban bed sheets? I'm like, because 900 people died of getting accidentally strangled by their bed sheets last last year. Mm. So if if it's all about saving lives, right. wouldn't you 
ban bedsheets because bedsheets killed over twice as many people as as a rifle of well, any that, caliber or any type of rifle. It's right, like, any type of long gun, actually. Yeah, any type yeah. of long gun. Long gun. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it's that whole narrative of, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Like, they don't really care if, if it fits their narrative in the sense that, okay, we've got gangbangers and people in inner city shooting and killing each other all the time. And, you know, that all, well, that's just, you know. But then if somebody high profile, uh, you know, black against white, whatever, now it's national news. Now, oh, we got to do something about it. But the politicians sit on their thumbs when it comes to stuff like, you know, things in the inner city that are happening. It's, it's yeah, ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Simon out there says hey. uh, oh, uh, th there's a difference between gun laws and and the laws regarding mur murder. If you want to come on, Tony, let me know. I'll, I'll bring him on. Yeah, I, I'm always hesitant to bring Tony on because sometimes the podcast will go four or five hours. <laughs> and that's how you get, uh, what is it? Socialism. Yeah, Socialism, it, was, yes. it was a three hour conversation where we started out talking about Karen's. Then three hours later, Tony's still talking and he ends it. And that's how you get socialism. I sometimes self identify as a Karen. I'm grouchy every once in a while. Uh oh. I was grouchy today when they, when the air conditioning. I, not my air conditioner. My refrigerator broke, and the guy that was re replacing my refrigerator, they replaced one board, didn't work. They went and got him replaced another board, and this didn't work. And, and they like, charged you for every board. We haven't had a refrigerator for like two weeks. I'm like, dude, what the hell? He's like, wow. oh, you got to give it about six hours. I say, what are you talking about? The pressure's not on. He's like, well, it, it takes 240 volts. I'm like, okay, uh, 220 volts. I'm like, okay. He's like, it takes a while for it to fill up to 220 volts. <laughs> I'm like, get out of my house. I kicked him out. I was Are like, you kidding me? No. That's serious? I'm like, that's not how electricity works, man. Lord, Lord, help us. Oh, my goodness. It takes six hours for it to fill up to 220 volts. Fill up. That, that, uh, that reminds me of the incompetence at a Tim Hortons in Ohio. I was there a couple of weeks ago teaching a USCCA instructor class, and I pull up Tim Hortons for breakfast, and I had on the a sign there. It says, "Our ice machine, our ice cap machine is out of service." But instead of saying "our," O U R, it said "A R E." <laughs> I took a R picture. Like, yeah, sure. right. Right. Somebody put a line through it and typed like, or wrote O U R above it. I'm like, it was a typed out thing. Like somebody put thought in it, didn't even look in a spell check. And then but even... R is spelled correctly. True, true. Yeah. But in the wrong context. Correct. <laughs> John, Johnny Watts said you're filling it with 110. <laughs> takes a lot of time. Uh, so yeah, it takes it's... twice as long because you're filling it with 110. So you what you do is you tell them to touch it. Say, well, touch it. See how full it is. Go ahead and grab the wire. Just then tell me how much. Is that when you break out the voltmeter? <laughs> Say, hey, by the way. Teach the uh, teach the refrigerator well, guy. I said, I said well, put a voltmeter on there. He goes, oh, you can't. You can't put a voltmeter on 220 volts. Yeah, you can. <laughs> AC or DC. Even three-phase. Oh. Now, he's just a refrigerator repairman, or is he actually like an appliance repairman? He does other other types, or they just find I, this guy I, on the street? I have no idea. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But most of these people are like parts replacing guys. And yeah. unfortunately, same thing is with locksmiths. There, there used to be a family in my hometown, and 
They did locks and they knew every stinking thing there was to be about a lock. Now apparently you do some online school and then there's some dispatching company that sent you out. There's no storefronts. And wow. these guys are all barely literate with locks. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I saw a, a CBC. Uh, it's a Canadian thing. CDC? The CBC. Uh, Canadian Broadcasting, Canadian Broadcasting Company. Company. And they did an undercover investigation of locksmiths where they would just show up and like, oh, can't pick it, drill it. But they don't, uh, they don't know how most locks he could pick in no time whatsoever. Yeah, and they had actually had a locksmith there, and uh, it was like a like a, he it was like only one pen needed to be moved. I've just done the uh, I've just done the the new uh, quick sets where it's got the you know you can just change the key yourself. That's all I do now, and I don't have to hire a locksmith. I am the locksmith. Technology oh, has yeah. come a long way. Yeah, speaking of refrigerators, we had our in our guest house, uh, we call it the lodge. We run out. Um, we had uh, the dryer or the the washer or the dryer. I think the dryer. One of the two. It's an over-under. And one of them went bad. Guy comes out to check it. He goes, yeah, it'll be $500 to replace this one board. I go, which board? He points at it. I go, oh, okay. Well, let me let me get back to you. I found it online, ordered it, got it in, 250 bucks. Put it in myself. I'm like, yeah, no. I paid him. Yeah, paid him for the service call. So he came out, and I, I paid him right. for his time that day. But you know, it was like a hundred bucks for him to come out and say which part it was, and then it saved me like two hundred and fifty bucks doing it myself. I didn't pay sure. this guy. <laughs> I wouldn't have either, dude. I said, I said, dude, it's like you <laughs> lied to me. It's like, it's like, do you think I'm an idiot? Do you know? I you don't think I know how electricity works. It, it needs to fill up to two hundred twenty volts. <laughs> Well, if there's a resistor uh, ahead of the capacitor that's charging and it's significantly high, it's, but then it would be generating it's not a lot of charging. heat. Charging, but but then it's got to be a flux capacitor for it to work correctly, so that you get crazy, crazy town. I tell you, crazy. So back to Alec Baldwin. Oh, <laughs> yeah, back back from or, that detour. Or, or is this uh, jump? Is he jumped the shark? I don't know. Um, I I just feel bad for Helena Hutchins. Yeah, and her family. I mean, that's oh, terrible. I, I think that's what's getting lost here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know sure. if you read if you read this is my video in my stories. Um, I I did a lot on her in there because you know it's that that's a tragedy. I, I think a lot of people are gleeful and they're not thinking about. Yeah. The, the loss of life. I see some of those memes that are out there. You know, it's kind of like you chuckle at first, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm not sharing that. That's not." Tasty. Yeah, yeah, and you, there, there's things in the community that that people all do a video on. They're like, "Yeah, I'm not touching that." Um, likewise, um, what is it? Kentucky ballistics. I'm like, I'm not going to jump into the. It could be whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Scott. Scott actually is going to come on our show, meet the pressers, and and talk oh, cool. about it. Yeah, we're having coffees coming up for Thanksgiving, so we're going to get together for coffee. And oh, so he's going behind enemy lines, huh? He is. He's his sister uh, lives up here in the Rochester area, so. Oh, okay. That's I hope in the good part of the neighborhood. No, not really. You live in the ghetto too. Yeah, well, uh, I the do. Ghetto's 15, 15 minutes away from us. Oh gosh, I, I was I was surprised at how big of a city Rochester is. Yeah, yeah it's I mean really it, big. it's it's bigger than Syracuse, where I'm mm -hmm. at. Alan, Tom, one time I, I combined AC and DC and I got thunder. <laughs> That's awesome. 
That is funny. That is funny. Oh, God. Some, some witty, uh, witty people in here for sure. Dude, they're, they're all witty. It's some surprise they're not picking on Rich yet. I think we did enough Thanks. of that already yeah. earlier, right? Witty joke. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, the, the, the sad part about this whole situation. What was that? Rich. Again. People keep calling me. Uh, Why right, do you I'm turn it on? Hey, Rich. There's... I got it. There's a like I put mine on. Okay. Like, We're done. Usually nobody calls me. <laughs> I just I break out the uh, the taser when people in my class have their phones go off and then I just start le- electrifying it in the midair and then they realize they get it. Yep. Hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, now you're in Pennsylvania, right, John? Me? No, I'm in Virginia. Oh, okay. Same difference. You're you know, more of a free state than I am. I'm doing a meetup in Pennsylvania on December 18th. That's right. I did see that. December 18th. Let me make a note on that. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people coming. Um, and uh, Pennsylvania just happens to be uh, a, a, like a place in the middle. And there happens to be a gun show there. So. Cool. You'd see. You're doing a meetup? Why, why, why the hell not do it at a gun show, right? Is that Western or Eastern PA? Uh, it's near Philly. Gotcha. It's like, what is it? Is it halfway between Philly and Reading? Or what, what was yeah, it? something like that. Uh, so it's a refund of gun show. And uh, Shooting Gallery New England is going to be there. Nice. He's out there right now. I'm going to be there. Uh, DLD from the, After Dark is going to be there. I got a bunch of people coming. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Uh, cool. So you're going to have like an after hours, you know, a dinner or a bar meetup? No, um, no. I don't just know. Walk, maybe. Just walking the gun show at Chuck E. Cheese. No, no. I mean, uh, we actually uh, got like a table there. Nice and stuff. Uh, so yeah, we went. We went all fancy. Very cool. Twenty dollar yeah, table. That's actually. Uh, what? Mm, I, I I don't know what the prices are. Um, maybe I'll bring a book. I'll I'll go and bring a book for you to sign. There you go. No, they're like, hey, are you, what are you going to sell? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> Why I'm not? like, can, I, can I live stream from there? They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm like, okay. Oh my God. I, I think I was at that gun show. I broke out a camera just to shoot some video. People were like nearly diving on me to like knock it out of my hands. Really? Because th- this was, you know, there was some mass shooting at that, you know, on or about that time, and they were just worried about bad press. Hmm. I took a picture at a gun show. People did dive out of that, though. Yeah, people did dive out of that. Are much calmer now, and I, I usually like if I'm at a gun show, I'm like, hey, you mind if I shoot some video of your booth or whatever? And then, then they're okay with it. Yeah, I took a picture. I I took a picture in front of a booth, and the people in there like left. So I I got the booth to myself to take the picture. So is that the key? You just go around taking pictures of people in random booths, and then they, when they leave, you take over their booth? No, it was the ATF. They did well. They left. I, okay, sorry. I was. I went to a gun show. I, I I saw the ATF booth. Like I'm gonna go talk to those guys. I talk, started talking to them, and then the guy was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, what's your name?" I said, uh, "John Crump." And then they said, "You have to contact the media department. We're not allowed to talk to you." And then then they left. Hmm. 
So I got a picture of me in their booth holding an, uh, a P80. Hmm, interesting. And now if you did it, you'd get have a picture of you holding a sign that says, let's go, Brandon. Right. Probably. So speaking of gun shows, might as, well, might as well add to that as far as gun safety, gun shows and gun stores are probably the two most unsafe places to be when it comes to muzzling people, right? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, yeah, Tony Simon, well, once we sell, yeah, uh, the, the money, uh, part of the proceeds goes to Diversity Shoot. And Letty, every, hi, Letty. Uh-huh. AFT. <laughs> Uh-oh. Letty wants to see Barbie. Barbie's having a little Barbie. Did, did he know that? Does yeah. she know that? Hi, Letty. You know what I have in my hand, by the way, guys? Nothing. Uh, plastic. November's patch. Ooh. Uh, I, I think I know what it is. Uh, I will share it. Dun, dun, cool. dun. BWE Firearms. If you don't cool. subscribe to BWE, you really should subscribe to BWE. So, John, we have this guest on to talk about a topic, and I, I think we've been doing everything but. We've been talking about topics, just not the ones you came on to talk about. Uh, let's talk about what's going on in New York. Oh, goodness. Where do we start? Oh, the new governor, is she great? What, what's going no. on? No, 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 no. They're going to sign a new law into effect tomorrow, right? Uh, which? What are you talking about? Which one? Uh, the uh, 80%. Yeah, so they've got uh, originally the the state's attorney general sent cease and desist letters out to all the major companies that would create 80% lowers. Um, but there's like our there's, sponsor JSD supply. Yep. Yep. I've checked them out. Then most of them won't ship anything to New York, but I, I have my FFL. So I kind of animal law enforcement. So that does usually help me, but not always. Um, they've also got other bills. They want to ban every, anything 50 caliber or larger. Well, pretty much 50 caliber. So a 50 BMG, um, they want to make it so civilians can't have ballistics vests. So any kind of body oh, armor, wow. body armor. Yep, they got a bill going through with that. So one. you can't have a gun and you can't protect yourself against gunfire. No, no. And, and we, we actually had a case where two, two people broke into a cop car this two, three years ago, broke into a cop car and stole two ballistics vests. So, I mean, okay. You, so you can't buy them as a civilian. The only people that have them are what military law enforcement and bad guys that break into cop cars. I mean, mm -hmm. give me a break. It's, it's ludicrous. It's the cart before the horse, right? Yeah. I have ballistic I mean, vests in all of my gun rooms. And we, we all know the stats on 50 caliber deaths, right? Per year. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, honestly, with something like that and the way that the that bill's written, you, you kind of could tell that they're what they don't want is they don't want an uprising against the politicians, right? I mean, the whole purpose of this thing behind me is to you know keep our government from turning into a tyranny. And mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that they, they know that. And that's part of it. You know, part of it is, okay, well, we can't have somebody that can have a 50 BMG that's got armor piston that can get into vehicles. If we decide to send these vehicles out to take their guns or whatever, I mean, cause you're right. I mean, how many deaths have happened and they're trying to go on the guise of hunting. They're trying to say that, okay, well you can't hunt with it because it destroys the meat. Last time I checked that does have the word bear in it, but that's not the type mm -hmm. of bear our founding fathers are talking about. Right. 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 So has nothing to do with hunting, but you know the politicians in New York are trying to trying to make it such. 
And I try to meet with them and educate them on it, but there, there's some of them that I know for a fact that they're just out to disarm civilians because they don't want those civilians going against their edicts. And we see that now with the mask mandate and the, the mandated, uh, you know, poking of the needle and all that stuff. Hell yeah. So. yeah it's all about compliance and, you know, I guess, like you said, keeping the politicians safe because they know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah, no they, they do. Um, what happened to the interview with uh, Joe Psychoff? We had to reschedule it. It will be happening. I don't know when, but it will happen uh, soon. Yeah, it, it might be two weeks out before we're able to do it. Yeah, yeah we're kind of booked up. Um, so Joe Psychoff will be on in in the future. Yeah, I haven't good. I haven't nailed down a date yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Like I live in Loudoun County, Virginia. And you want to talk about some crazy things going on. Loudoun County is ground zero for crazy crap going on with kids, at least. Schools. The uh You guys had a pretty big uprising back when they were trying to they tried to do something. You guys were protesting and going to the Capitol and all that. Oh, they they tried to pass ago, a, right? a assault weapons ban, um, and a, and it looked like it was going to pass. They were going to ban assault weapons and so-called assault weapons and and, and standard capacity magazines, which they mislabeled high capacity mm-hmm. magazines. Right. And uh, then tens of thousands of patriots surrounded the Capitol with guns <laughs> and then they voted against it i, I think they why. got the message yeah i wonder why see i mean that's exactly exactly what the second amendment is about right well, what one of the things one of the examples i use frequently is um during uh hold on I'm, i just went blank martin luther king protesting the cops would beat up the protesters, well, they, they went to the court steps with rifles on their back. Guess what? They didn't get beat up anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. About self-defense. Self-defense and keeping government in check. Those are the two main focuses in the Second Amendment. The politicians don't get it. Well, we've right. got the whole uh, high-capacity magazine ban in New York State. Right. Ten-round magazine was prior to the SAFE Act, and then 2013, the SAFE Act made it you couldn't put more than All seven right. rounds in your 10 round magazine so here's here's the funny not funny thing well whatever you want to call it i i lived in islip and i'd fly out of islip mcarthur airport and i'd bounce back and forth between palm beach and islip and suffolk county pd would you know anytime you check a firearm they would write down the serial number and check the firearm yep. i just because i could on southwest i'd fly with my mini 14 guess what it had a 30 round mag 30 round mag was never legal in new york even before the SAFE Act. Right. And nobody ever said a word. Nobody ever said boo. Cops don't care what you got. It's when you do something stupid or illegal with it. That's when they throw the book at you. Or some politician gets wind of it and and they're worried or they want to make you an example or they want to get promoted or they want to run for another office. When you have stuff like that, that's when the politicians and and they force law enforcement to, you know, do their job. So it's lunacy. Yeah, is that a Negan bat behind you? It is. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I have Sean's one. Got one. It's yeah, illegal yeah. in New York State, by the way. It's called a bludgeon. Bludgeon is is that a real one or is that the Todd McFarland one? 
Um, I don't know. I was at Shot Show like five years ago, and on at Media Day at the range, there was a company out of like Arizona. I think they were making them, and uh, yeah, so they sent it to me. I mean, it's got barbed wire. It'll do. It'll do some harm. Oh, nice. Yep. I'm gonna beat some pumpkins up with it. That would be awesome. Yeah. See if four. Yeah, that would that would definitely be awesome. No, but like like in Virginia, like a couple of years ago, we showed what will happen if you you know like hell no, if you push back. I mean, yeah. they they wanted they wanted to ban ban uh, like ARs and everything. Yep. They absolutely wanted, but they were scared to death of what would happen, and that backed them off. Yeah, and I think somebody had said it. I was in a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago, and they, they basically said we're we're too comfortable. I think it was maybe Diana Muller or somebody, but you know we're too comfortable. We're too comfortable. We don't we don't want to lose our house, our job, our livelihood. And I mean, she's right. It's and too, and you know that's that's the question and and kind of situation I posed earlier, and I thought about it. This maybe a week ago. Last time people in this country really stood up was the Bundy Ranch with the BLM. Mm-hmm. You know, or the the first time, and then there was a, another time was the same buddy crew, and that was uh, I forget some other land in Lavoy. Finnicum ended up getting shot. Yeah, killed. that was that was a little bit different. That was yeah. Uh, I have mixed feelings about that because the protest that was going on, uh, those guys, uh, like not Lavoy, uh, but like some of the guys who hijacked it hijacked the movement were, were some of the guys that led the t- taking of the wildlife refuge and mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't their show and they were asked they said they're gonna go do it and they're like why and they're like well just show them that we were, we're gonna it's like this is a purpose this isn't you know if you want to do your thing you gotta do your thing but this is gonna make us all look bad yeah sometimes that that image you know just like just like down there in January 6th in D.C., right? Yeah, all, all the weapons that were recovered from the people. Yep, that was bad. Yeah. Oh. The cops opening the doors and letting people in was bad. <laughs> I was watching Mark Dice this morning. He was talking about that. And you see the people walking in, like staying in between the stanchions. and yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, can't have that. No, no it's, it's, it's just a cluster. But, you know, it's it's... It's news, and it's a way for them to grab people. I mean, they're paying more attention to that still today than what's go- what happened over there overseas, you know, with all the right. weapons and vehicles that were left over there and the people that were left behind, and it's sick. Well, they, I don't watch CNN, but they say every evening that's that's the, like, number one story is January 6th. I, I don't know how you can make it a story for more than a few minutes, but. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's their story. It's their wet dreams. They keep re- keep revisiting. Well, my yeah. wife wasn't aware of the like free the people from January sixth rally. That was the all fed rally. That was freaking hilarious. So I, I played the uh, Brandon Herrera video on that. You know, he did a an emergency meme review of it. It's like, yeah, that that was funny. Oh That's god, funny. Yeah, I can't I can't see that. Oh, oh, the horror. That's crazy. <laughs> Look! Look at look at all the look at all these rioters standing in line. Oh, the oh, horror! horror. <laughs> it looks like Disney World. Oh, they're hurting the statues. 
Oh wait, it looks uh, like that's a different group of people outside at parks. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, we we talked about the accidental discharge versus negligent. Negligent. Yeah, we we touched on it, but I got I got something on that that I I like to say. Okay. So the way that I classify the two of them, um, what do we say? Debelcourt, Belcourt, Belcourt, Mister and Mrs. Belcourt, whoever you are. Um, thanks for bringing it up. So accidental discharge, I usually classify it in my classroom as a hardware failure in the firearm. So for example, it'd be six hour P320, Remington 700. Both those had issues where the gun would go off on their own human intervention, but a mechanical, there was an issue with the gun, the hardware, something wrong with it. Uh, old shotgun, you got a slam fire, right? Fingers off the trigger, but and the gun goes off. So loose mechanics over time, it wears down and such. The negligent aspect is a software failure. It's a human failure. It's something that the human did in the in the aspect of one or multiple or all the safety rules have been broken and that caused that gun to go off typically unintentionally. So that, that's kind of how I classify it. And then you can get into some of the nuances. Can you have an accidental and a negligent discharge, you know, in the same kind of realm and at the same time? And yes, but just to kind of separate that because too many people say accident, you know, and they point a gun, well, it's not loaded. And I, I, the one thing I never, ever, ever want to have, and I've had a student shoot his girlfriend and kill her. And I'll tell you that story oh. if you want to hear it. Um, oh. I never want to hear somebody say, oh, I thought it was unloaded after they unintentionally discharged a firearm. You know, that, that's something that I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to have one of my students say or anybody that I know if I can help it. Yeah, that is uh, that, that that's really, really sad. You want to hear the story? Yes. All right. So October 2018, a 24-year-old Navy officer took the handgun safety course from me to get his pistol license here in Onondaga County. So educated, right? You have to be educated to become an officer in the military. He had training on firearms in the Navy, how much ever they do. I was Army, so I, I have no idea how much they do in the Navy, but I'm assuming some. <laughs> Bigger guns, maybe. Um, and then he took my four-hour class to get his pistol license. February 2019, he got issued his pistol license by Onondaga County. April of 2019, he put a 45 caliber round in his girlfriend's head and killed her. So what he said happened, because she's not around to say what happened. She she died on the scene, and she was a 22-year-old security guard at Destiny USA Mall with a four-year-old daughter who no longer has a mother. So it's tragic, right? He said that gun was in his hand, put the magazine in the gun, racked the slide, his finger was on the trigger and the safety was off and he was going to put it in his holster when she lunged at him and said, I told you not to load that in here. When she lunged at him, he said that he turned towards her, which is a startle reaction, and then he had a grasp reflex and the gun went off and shot her in the head. Oh. You know, so in that mindset, I, I try to tell my students, like, okay, if you're walking and there's nothing in your hands and you trip and fall, what happens? Yeah, yeah. Right? You, you Put your hands out in front of you to catch, right, right. brace yourself. If you're driving down the road and something's in your hands, like uh, Big Tony here with his steering wheel, <laughs> and something runs out in front of you, what are you doing? You're grabbing that steering wheel and you're steering around it. Or if you're driving a bus or a rig, you just run it over. But either way, you're still doing this, right? Let's go over here to the camera. So nothing in our hands. Our hands do this. Something in our hands. Our hands do this. They don't work independently of each other, right? This isn't easy to do. You got to think about it. And this is an easy mm. example. That it <laughs> right. Right. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, got to have that finger off the trigger. I mean, that, that's that's imperative. And that's not something natural because this is natural for us, right? To make a fist. That That's self-defense. You want to make a fist. And having your finger on the trigger like this, you get startled. That's what's going to happen. Or, I mean, even if you're next to it, it, it could, wow. Yeah, 
I'll tell yeah. people, listen, you put it right, you put it right near the trigger and then you try to make a fist. All you, you could intentionally just go like that because our, our hands designed that way, right? You're mm -hmm, doing this mm -hmm. already. So if your finger's just a little bit above the trigger, you're going right. to naturally want to do that. So have that as far away from that trigger as you yeah, possibly can. I try wow. To. Yeah. Give yourself but, some real estate there. Give it some yeah, something I, to grab onto. Yeah. I, I pointed up as far as it will go. For sure. That's a great, great way to do it because it's, you know, yeah, not good. You can't really control the muzzle when you're falling. Right. Or you're startled. So you yeah. can control your finger prior to. Wait, we're going to go for 10 more minutes if that's oh, okay with you guys because we have some. Time flies. Sexual chocolate coming up. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, Tony? Howdy. Nice. Long time hey. to see, my friend. What's up, bro? We're going to see you at Shot Show this year, maybe in a mask? I am 1000% going to be at Shot Show. With a mask. Cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I got my pod over here in my front yard. I'm you moving. Moving? Yeah. Where are you, where are you moving to? Getting the hell out of New Jersey? <laughs> nope, not leaving New Jersey. You got to stay here oh. in the fight. <clears throat> but oh. uh, we're moving further south. Uh, and I'm doing it solo. So my wife is in South Carolina. Her father has some health issues. Uh, so. Yeah, pretty much. I'm pulling out of. Uh, my wife is like, "Yeah, throw everything away. I don't want it." <laughs> She's like, "I'm going through stuff. Away, away, away." I'm wow. like, "Why do I even have stuff? Why do I even have stuff?" <laughs> We've had moves like that too. You just, you just so frustrating. You just want to say, "Screw it. I'm, I'm exhausted." Yeah, I'm a locksmith, right? <clears throat> I'm a locksmith, so I have some of my tools here, and I'm like, I stopped doing side work once I came, you know, started working for the state. I'm like. All right, I'll bring those with me, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's not, I'm not doing that anymore on the side. Put it on Facebook. Give you cool locksmith tool to me. We talked actually talked about locksmiths earlier. Oh, yeah. I heard you. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, that's funny. And Rich is right. Uh, locksmithing has yeah. totally changed. I've, oh. I've, I've been doing this since 90s, in the early 90s. And it's just about swapping parts, man. And I, I saw some of the same documentaries on. Uh, not real locksmiths. You call a 1-800 number, somebody comes out and says, oh, we can't pick your lock, we have to drill it. Yeah, I, that's what C, like CBC said, and uh, basically, it's like the, the locksmith, they would pit, take one pin and put up that you just go or, I, you, or you put a key in there and you put any key in there and you shake it then it would open up. And right. they, they couldn't do it. Well, you, you cut a bump key. See, bump keys, guys started using bump keys after I started working for the state. So I've always picked locks. Um, and there's very rarely a time I had to drill a lock. And usually it was something crazy like, it's funny, the cheaper the lock, sometimes the harder it is to pick. <laughs> because. I got a tool for that. Yeah, <laughs> well. <laughs> Exactly. But uh, because uh, the tolerances don't line up like they're supposed to. Interesting. Because they're so loose, they yeah. almost make it more difficult. But the thing is, the, the thing is cheap and you can blow it out with a, a hammer. You know what I mean? Hammer so, and a screwdriver. Hammer and a screwdriver and boom, click or a drill bit and, and a small drill. And you can drill through some garbage cylinders. But <laughs> I've noticed over the years just the skill of locksmithing fell right off dude fell i watched right. the lock picking lawyer that's gonna be oh yeah that guy's great we we, we oh. do like that like we, where you pump a channel 
Yeah, I'm picking the lock picking lawyer today because I enjoy watching his show. I really do. I enjoy watching it, and uh, he's picked some stuff. I'm like, yeah, nah, you would have just had to buy a new one for me, cause <laughs> he's really good at it. Oh yes, he is. I I got trained. My very first lock picking training class was by a guy who trained CIA, FBI, Alphabet agencies guys, and he sounds like the lock picking lawyer. He's like, okay, you feel that? You feel that? That's the first pin. All right, that's the second one. Hold on, back up. It's like I'm surgery. Like, and it's funny because I had already picked tons of unpickable locks before I took the class without ever taking a class. And Yo. because I, my family is a family of locksmiths, my stepmother, my father. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they gave me lock picks. I picked my first lock with a twig. A twig? No rape intentioner? Nope. I used a twig in a regular doorknob and I worked it until the door opened. So the first time they gave me real lock picks, I just couldn't be stopped. And and if they didn't tell me something couldn't be picked, that, which was great, they never told me anything was difficult. So I ended up picking everything I got my hands on. Wow. Yep. My claim to fame, Jeff Sitar. If you don't know Jeff Sitar, he's a safe manipulator, uh, a safe cracker. We yeah. used to laugh at that because Jeff's a white dude. <laughs> and I'd be like, sup, safe cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and I are great friends. Jeff is internationally known or was internationally alone. God bless his soul. Um, and we were in Philly at a locksmith convention, and I smoked him picking a lot. And that was my claim to fame that I beat Jeff. Nice. And, and then my little brother who can't pick his nose purchased a five dollar lock pick and beat us both oh no <laughs> he picked up a lock pick set with two pieces and wow. skunked us both wow. but uh lock picking is fun lock picking is one of the more fun parts about being a locksmith yeah um i i was taking a class uh when i was doing some stuff for the federal government and uh one of the guys teaching a class was also a safe cracker uh, so he was trying to teach me how to, uh, on one of the breaks, he was trying to teach me how to crack safes. And he's like, okay, right, you, do you feel that? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. Like, what, 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 how am I feeling? He's like, you, you can feel the tension. Like, I can't feel no tension. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You're stop making this shit up. He goes, stop breathing on my back. I can feel the tension. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this, Back a prison off. movie? Get yeah. off me! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's just it, my pick. It's funny when you listen to these guys who are like deeply into it, right? Yeah. And it really reminds me of wine tasters and cigar guys talking exactly. about that. Exactly. That's so exactly. true. That guy was like, yeah, yeah. He, he's talking like this. He's like, yeah, can you feel that? Like, so uh, what the I've hell trained. Are you no, not at all. Can I've trained my coworker how to pick locks. And and I have this book, and it's a technical book on how to pick locks. I'm like, look, you stick this and this in there, and you add a little bit of tension, not a lot. How do you know what a lot is? When you bend it, that was too much. Hmm. And just take your time. And boom, they pick it, and they look at me like, I, actually, I've taught classes like that. And they look at me like, how was that done? I'm like, it's not that complicated. You just have to take time and take the pressure off yourself. And know how picks work. I mean, you know, locks work. That's it. Calm down. 
And when people go, well, I should get one. I'm like, hey, cuz, you couldn't keep up with your spare key. You're not going to keep up with the lock pick either. <laughs> Just saying. I've, I've had people say it. I mean, remember, I've been doing this for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not going to. You you left your key in your effing car. <laughs> you're not going to carry your lock picks and not a spare key. Carry so, a spare key. So, so I'm seeing a team built here. We've got... Tony the lock picker, Rich the pilot, you know, and we could start building like our, our prepper team here to make sure when the <laughs> apocalypse happens and, you know, Brandon comes for us all, we'll have a place to go. And you, know, and you got that exactly. pod. I mean, that's a perfect shelter. I mean, we could bury that in the ground and. <laughs> Not for as much as they charge a month to have that sucker parked in my right. yard. Yeah. Right. I was actually wow. looking into a, into a, one of those, you know, I forget what they call the big cargo big, container. Big, yeah, big cargo mm-hmm. containers. They were, they weren't that bad, like two to four grand or something like that for a big one. Yeah, I I stored some stuff in one. It leaked. They're like, oh yeah, we cover it for leakage, but you got to let us know when it leaks. I'm like, so everything in it was damaged. And oh jeez. Yeah, I'm looking for a place with some property so I can have a shed. Um, you know, maybe do the podcast out there or have you can the do a podcast in the shed. Oh, well, I figured. Well, my wife yells at me because I laugh a lot and I laugh out loud and she's like, I'm trying to watch TV and you're just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And, yeah. and she also hates when I dry fire. <laughs> she can hear it from the bedroom for like 15 minutes. Click, click, rack, rack, click, rack, rack, click. She's, so, probably, she's probably like, I'm going to call the cops and tell her there's a big black guy in the house. Oh, <laughs> my wife thinks that's funny. <laughs> he thinks that's funny. We were we were in Virginia, going through Chesterfield. So of course I got pulled over. Um, <laughs> if, if you've ever been down three sixty, you will get pulled over in Chesterfield. DWB. Uh, hey, I, I've only been black, so I don't know why he did it. So um, the Chesterfield, the Chesterfield has a reputation for that. Yeah. So I pull over, and my wife starts laughing. Now, this is cops. You know, Buford T. Justice is walking up to the car. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, what's funny? She said, if he asks me if I need help, I'm going to tell him yes. Oh, no. <laughs> you do need help. You have an F-cup sense of humor. I know. You I'm going to tell that. him yes. <laughs> you, you've told me this story before. That's why I, that's why I made my joke. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> I forget Dude. what I said. Do you get my joke now? Oh, what? Because you told me that story before. Oh. So that's why I said your wife was going to yell, there's some big black guy in the house, because of that oh. story specifically. Uh, oh, okay. Because she's, she's, she's done it before. She thinks it's funny. Yeah. I'm like, well, <laughs> our, wives, our wives must be related because we were, at, we were on our way to Orlando a couple of years ago. I teach at the American Police Hall of Fame down there in Titusville every year. And it was a couple years ago on my way down there. I get all the way from New York to Georgia, like almost on the Florida line. And, you know, me, I'm driving kind of fast, want to get there quick. And I'm thinking, I'm almost there. We're not going to get pulled over. And then Georgia pulls me over, comes up to the window. And uh, the, you know, gave him driver's license, registration, you know, my badge kind of showed nonchalantly and he goes back, runs it and comes back to the window and he goes, you know, you got a warrant for your arrest. And I look at him, I go, no, no, I don't wear. 
And then my wife's sitting there laughing her ass off because she saw his face before I turned to him because he was pulling my leg. And I, and I looked at him. He goes, have a good day. And, he <laughs> and my wife just goes, that was a good one. Good job. <laughs> yep. Yep. That would be my wife as, as I'm like, oh, Lord, how right. big is the statue going to be of me? Because <laughs> it's like right. they make because I'm going to die in custody. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your, your wife have big insurance policy on you? I, 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 we were actually talking about it since we purchased the house. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want to put enough money that there's a bounty on me. So, <laughs> <laughs> because she will take it. She's outlaw Jesse Wales or whatever, the man with no name when it comes to crap like that. Uh, uh, luckily, she's not, what do you call that, materialistic? That's good. So, so that's good because other than that, I'd be dead. I'd, I'd be dead. So you're saying I got something to worry about? But we all do. There was a YouTube prank where some guy goes into a, a insurance office and he's like, "Oh, I want to take a policy out on my wife." Like, okay, yeah. They're like, uh, "You're like, yeah. Uh, can I can I fill out the paperwork to collect it right away?" Like, is your wife dead? Uh, no. Is she sick? Not yet. No, then then how you know she's gonna die? I just have a feeling that she's gonna die within two weeks. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. When's the policy going to effect? Yeah, yeah, Ninety-one days. Yeah, I, I would right. say that. Uh, I would say that my wife's gonna end up uh, doing my funeral and her trip to Hawaii when I'm gone. She'll be planning both of those at the same time. Yep, my wife says the only reason she'll wear a veil is so everybody can't see her laughing at the funeral. Oh, Ooh, oh. wow. Jokes That's on her. Mean. I'm going to be dead and away from her, so, you know, I went. No, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. How long you been married? No, no I'm just joking. My I wife's know. my best friend, and I miss the hell out of her. Um, and we have a great time together just busting. People, people look at us and go, you guys are just unique, and we just have fun. That's cool. And, and I was like, That's the point. Yeah. The sad part is mm-hmm. um, she and my mom are almost just alike with the personality and sense of humor. And whenever the two of them get together, I have to leave. They, <laughs> Cause my mom's 72. Okay. And man, her and my wife were sitting at home and you know, that junk mail you get the old school junk mail that has like medical stuff in it, shoes with the corrective toe, all that stuff. And then they, yeah. And then they have the, women's stress relieving vibrating massage things that is a penis yeah Yeah, so so all of a sudden they come to that page and my wife turns around and my mom's at the table and we're having breakfast and she goes you want to get your mom a mother's day gift and my mom doesn't stop and i'm like she goes i like that purple one i'm like i'm done i'm done with the two of you i'm i'm done so we drove to Georgia. That was when NRA was in Georgia. And every time we passed the sex shop, my wife was like, hey, want to stop and pick your mom up a gift? Oh, my God. Ooh. All the way to Georgia from Virginia. Okay, okay, okay. okay. We're going to have to end this now. That's a, lo- that's a long ride. But that's a, You're on the highway. That's the only signs on the highway. I'm always shocked at that. All right, all right. This all is right. Tony Simon, and this is the last time John John Crump will have me on this show. 
<laughs> no, no, no. I just I have stuff to do, and I know if we don't stop it now, it'll be like midnight. And, it'll, I, and that's how you get socialism. And that's how you get socialism. I still, I, I still don't know exactly how we got there that conversation, but whatever. Um, but I do want to ask you a question before we go, Tony. How far away are you going to be from the Pennsylvania line? I don't know. Uh, again, we're, we're, we're looking at houses, but depends on where you're at. I'll go. Where are you going? The Oaks Gun Show? What are you doing? Yes. Yes. We're having a big meet up there. All right. December something or another. December 18th. I'll, I'll be there. Shooting Gallery New England will be there. DLD After Dark will be there. We'll be live streaming, having a lot of fun there. What day of the week? What day of the week? Saturday. All right, cool. Yeah. I'll just make sure I won't schedule uh, some of my new diversity shoots there. I'm going to have two in December, two in November. Awesome. One's on Veterans Day. We're working on that in North Jersey at RTSP, and the other one's already scheduled for November 22nd. My birthday. Um, cool. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy at birthday. Recoil Range, Recoil Range in Monroe, New Jersey. So we're just trying to grow this thing and fight this fight in Jersey. Sadly, we didn't do the one in October because I had to cancel, uh, but that was in Pennsylvania. We're trying to make people vote. And, uh, well, Governor Murphy's working on it harder than I am. He's making people hate him like I don't know what now with that mandate secret Mass video mandate. thing. That's great. All Thank right, you, right. Governor Murphy. All <laughs> right, guys, we're going to go around the room. We're going to start with Rich because you always do. Rich, give out your plugs, and you got to you gotta pick a channel. I already picked Lockpicking Lawyer, so you can't do oh, that. Okay, okay. So, uh, youtube.com slash flying rich, uh, youtube.com slash C slash flying rich. And, uh, on the grams, I'm flying rich underscore official. And the channel I'm going to pick is B is for build. B is for, you already did that one. Pick another one. I did that. Oh crap. Uh, I'm going to lock up. Uh, can, can I do, uh, let's see. I'm going to do, oh, I did chatter on the wire also. He's, he's in the chat. Who am I going to pick? Uh, Armin Axis. Armin just posted a video. That's what I clicked play on. I did Armin Axis already. We'll come back to you. <laughs> uh, Matt Malloy, give us your plugs. And, uh, give us uh, where the people can find you and uh, pick one channel. Meetthepressers.com. Meet the pressers on everything. And then that also links over to PSNED, my training company which is what I do full time. So um, a plug, uh, whitehouse.com, I mean, dot or, uh, .gov. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's uh, psned.com, my training company. Is that right? That works. All right. Diversity shoot. Tony, the big man, Simon. Hold on. I got Hold on. I got, I got something for you. Let me pick one. Corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> there you go. Let's go, go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Um, I, I'll start with the YouTube channel. Uh, Locked and Loaded Latinas. I mean, okay. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, love those guys. They're great. Follow them. You'll never be sorry. Um, Simon, we, already, we already did them. Oh, okay, no problem then. Uh, I can jump right into Equipped to Endure. All right, that works. Equipped to Endure did a series on upgrading your hardware on their survival channel, a prepper channel, whatever, but they also did a series on upgrading the hardware on your home to harden your home and make it better and more uh, resistance to break in. I think it was really well done. 
uh, they explained it well, and they gave you the name of the companies and the products without having been endorsed by those companies or products. Nice. It's getting really dark where you are, Tony. Is that a black joke? Is that a black? No, joke? It's, it's actually getting dark. <laughs> don't even, don't even go there. I'm on a show with. Oh, he no, said no, 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 no. Oh, you missed, daddy. you missed the show. The show that got demonetized, and everyone, <laughs> and everyone who listened to it on the podcast was like, "Man, this is the most racist show in the world." I'm like, I was like, I was the only, I was like, I'm the, I was the only white dude on there. What are you talking about? <laughs> And I didn't make any racist jokes. He looked like that one white dude at a black wedding. <laughs> He's like, I'm not in control of the room. <laughs> yeah, Richard was there too. And like, people were oh, like, Richard this is there. racist. This is racist. I was like, dude, the white people did not make any jokes. <laughs> they were the quietest white people you ever seen. <laughs> like, yeah. we're not co-signing on anything that's being said in this room. I got like a strike on, on my iTunes <laughs> upload wow. for being hate speech. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. I know, I know. And listen, um, my, my condolences, that was horrible. It was like two hours of black jokes from black people. Straight up BET. <laughs> it became a BET comedy show. Uh, I gotta go listen to that show again. It was great. Oh, we're uh, I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, diversityshoot.com is where you can find me. You can donate. Sorry. You can donate. I'm running access. <laughs> so that's how it is. <laughs> what else? Um, yeah, help us out. It was really great because right now we're trying to get the shot show. I'm going to be working as soon as we get everything settled in this new home, which we haven't even picked out the area we're going to yet, but I have oh, to wow. be out by Monday. Wow. Um, family stuff, selling a home, deceased relative, oh. life-changing event. Anyway, so pretty much I have no idea where I'm going. So as soon as everything settles down, it's going to be 501c3 time. I'm going to have to start adulting. I feel confident that we'll be fine as a 501c3 since I've been doing this for seven years as a hobby. I think I may be all right. I think I've established myself. Yeah. So and you, you can buy a patch and help raise money. Oh, yes, definitely. You can buy a patch at blackswantactical.com. Please help us out. The money split between us. Uh, you can also go to diversityshoot.com and I have the Bubbles t-shirt or not the Bubbles t-shirt, the Lovetron t-shirts. Those funds are actually split between myself, Operation Blazing Sword, and Pink Pistols, the largest Second Amendment LBTGQ group, Second Amendment group in America. I've thought about something, John. I'd like you guys making stuff like that and Aaron making the shirts. I would feel really weird if I was selling stuff with my face on it only for me, but to actually work jointly with other people that are in the fight, it just seems less narcissistic in some way. Dude, uh, that, that patch is killer, man. Dude, I love that. People patch. buy oh, it and they don't that, know who the hell you are and they still that, buy that's it. That's like my favorite patch. That's totally my favorite. They're I like, mean, I, I laughed so hard when I saw it that I was like, I love this patch. It's great. Like, yeah, all right. It's like the fat Albert of today, right? That's a whole other can of worms we don't have time to get into right now. <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't say that he was touching anybody or inappropriately doing anything. He said fat Albert, not our Kelly. Slow down. We it are. It was really a pro productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs>
Keep yapping. <laughs> oh. All right, guys, that that's it for today. We Fun will time. be back, and uh, yeah, we have a big guest coming up. Is that confirmed or no? Mm, pretty much confirmed. Okay, well, we're not going to announce it yet then. Uh, remember, hey, uh, I, I do have Hunter Biden's hard drive, and I'm we'll, I'm going to be start releasing stuff over on John Crump News. So if you want to. And some of the stuff you can't unsee, I sent some of the stuff because Rich, Rich's wife was like, no, you don't have it. And then I sent Rich some pictures. And then she believed me, right? Yes. <laughs> well, I was starting to believe you. Oh, yeah. Those pictures. Whoa. <laughs> Unreleased Whoa. picture there. Why would anybody? Yeah, you must be on crack. There is no dude that needs to do that. Like outside of my doctor calling me and wanting to check up through a Zoom meeting, I should not take a picture like that. He 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 call he calls his dad the big man, but they call him the little man. And with that, we're gonna end the show. Remember, let me just uh, say: remember, stay ever vigilant, stay ever free, keep in the fight, and uh, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> he ended him